For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Why is it that the oldest child grows up with the strict rules, but the younger one gets away with everything? <laughs> Ask my brother about that one, okay? Shouldn't everyone get the same treatment? AT&T gets this, and that's why they've been giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. No matter who came first, whether you've been with AT&T for years or are just starting to think about switching, visit att.com forward slash best deals to learn more restrictions and exceptions may apply Tiger fans, get ready for episode 198 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I have a very special guest with me today to preview the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. He is the host of the Terry Sims Show the voice of BCU Sports and sports director for WELE 1380, The Cat, and 101.5. None other than Mr. Harold Ford. Welcome to the show, Harold. Corey, it's a pleasure to be here with you, hanging out with you, talk a little sports, talk about BCU Sports and anything else we come up with. So let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's run with it and see where it goes. We're excited about this matchup because you guys are joining the SWAC. This is your first year in the SWAC. Now, obviously, we've played. We played a couple seasons ago. We won't go back to that matchup in Atlanta. I'm sure you remember it. We try to we try to block that one now. So everything starts fresh now that you're in the SWAC. So anything prior to that, we, we, we forget all about it. Well, you know, <laughs> us joining the SWAC, you know, from the MEAC, you know, this has been a, a turn of events for us. And, um, you know, I do remember that game. Um, <laughs> that was a happy game for us, but it's not been a happy season for us. Corey, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Corey, you uh, right. it's not been a happy season for us at all. You know, we've started out 0-7. We've lost three home games, four away games. Uh, it's been a tough season, but not to make any excuses because Coach Sims wouldn't make any excuses whatsoever. Mm -hmm. he, he refuses to make excuses. And that's the one thing you got to love about him is that he's not – He's taking all the heat that people have thrown at him. And believe me, he's got a lot of heat thrown mm -hmm. at him here mm -hmm. over the last two weeks. 
But uh, we're looking forward to coming to Jackson, Mississippi, uh, seeing what's going to happen. And uh, we know that we're going to be in a dogfight because we're playing the best team in the East in the SWAC. So mm-hmm. it's going to be it's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it, looking for, forward to hosting you guys. And we want to talk about that season. I know it hasn't started off how you guys would like. But first, let's just talk about this transition to the SWAC that we mentioned. What has that been like so far? You know, we'll, we'll get to the wins and losses on the season, but just the move itself in terms of the atmosphere in the SWAC, traveling to these SWAC venues, hosting SWAC teams. Talk about that move. Well, you know, Coach Sims has often said to us, and it's based on his show, that – He's he's been in the swag. He's coached in the swag. Uh, the transition was not that big a deal for him because, as he explains it, football is just football. We're in a different conference. We're in a bigger league. Uh, competition is greater every Saturday. Uh, no offense to the MEAC, but we're playing against schools that are football schools. Mm-hmm. I think the adjustment has been just – seeing different types of offense for us uh we've seen uh, i mean everybody's got a a, a air happy offense as we call it and uh we've seen some different things but i think they they're making the adjustment uh the problem is that just we just haven't gotten the win column yet and that's a big deal that's a big problem for us right now because here at bethune cookman we are used to winning mm-hmm. and coming over to the swack uh, you're playing better football team. I mean, I admit it. We're playing better football teams than we have played. So it's an adjustment for us at this point. Mm-hmm. And of course, you mentioned it. The team is hasn't won a game. The team is zero and seven. But you know, just looking at this team, and I've also been told by multiple credible SWAC football observers that this may be the best winless team in the country. I know you guys don't want to hear it. You want to win some ball games, but if, if you take away that UCF game. You guys have been in every game, every single game. You're losing four games by a touchdown or less, you kind of alluded to that. But what would you attribute that to? Is it just an inability to close out these games or a little bit of bad luck or bad bounces, or what is it? I can't, you know, we never count moral victories mm-hmm. at BCU. And and that's one thing that Coach is always talking about. Moral victories don't count. He said the only moral victory is in, in horseshoes. And that's when <laughs> – that's when that's when almost, you know, you, when you're doing horseshoes, yeah, you were close, but that's a half a point. He doesn't care about that. Um, I think that we have, and from what I've seen all season long, we prepare well, but we don't show up until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. My example is mm-hmm. this, South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. They had beaten us down 42 to 7, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, we gunned down 35, I mean, 28 points in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. We have been a fourth quarter team all season long. We have not started fast. And Coach Sims is always preaching, we got to start fast. We got to start fast. We have not started fast. For some reason, we make a lot of mistakes in the first quarter. We can't get on the board. We can't get on the board. We can't hold a lead. And penalties have mm-hmm. just killed us, Corey. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, man, we have made some mistakes. Um, I think the quarterbacks at times, the, the, the switching of the quarterbacks and at times have cost us because, you know, uh, Shannon Patrick's a great quarterback. 
uh, Delvin Black is a great quarterback. There are two different types of quarterbacks. And sometimes I think, as our offense coordinator says, sometimes the change is necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's hurt us or made us better, but youth sometimes inexperience has hurt us too because we got hurt a lot. A lot of our great players transferred. Remember, we didn't play for a year. Right. And it's nothing to do with anything, but we didn't play for a year. So a lot of kids said, look, I don't want to wait, play no football. I'm going to play where I can play. <laughs> and we've had to get transfers. We've had a bunch of, we got a bunch of great transfers that came in, stepped in, did their thing. And we still are missing the boat by just that little bit. And you can't wait to the fourth quarter to win a football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something that has stood out to me when I look at this Bethune Cookman game, just the slow starts. But and you mentioned the penalties as well. Another thing I would say would be just costly turnovers at inopportune times. I know it's never a good time to turn the ball over, but when I look at this Prairie View game, I know that that has to be one that the staff and players feel like they should have won. I mean, you guys had a field goal that was blocked that PV ran in for a touchdown. Yeah. It was also a pass inside the red zone that hit the Bethune Cooper receiver in the yeah. helmet, then bounced right to a preview player and he ran it for a touchdown. So just talk about how those uh, turnovers has plagued you guys this season as well. All I can do for you right now is sing Heartbreak Hotel. That's all <laughs> I can sing it for you if you want me to, but I won't. Uh, that has been our that's been our mo all season long. At the wrong time, missed field goals, missed extra points in the beginning of that game. Mississippi State. I go back to Mississippi Valley State. Mm-hmm. We missed. We had an opportunity to take a 10-0 lead. We missed a field goal. Oh, we missed an extra point. That's 10 points. Even in the Prairie View game, as you spoke about the helmet. And now Coach Sims has said he's never seen anything like that Mm -hmm. before in his life, as I spoke to him the other day. And, you know, we've had some mistakes that have haunted us, that have killed us. The other team has taken advantage of us like they should, Mm -hmm. and they scored. Like, when you can't make those mistakes against a prairie view because they're that good they they had offensive weapons they're great on defense and they took advantage of us and teams we played before that uh, have done the same things because we've made some awful mistakes at the wrong time and then you know we you can call it bad luck or whatever you want to call it it still does not equal a win for us mm-hmm. right now it mm-hmm. does not so speaking of that, you know, when you look at the quote unquote bad luck, the bad breaks, would you say this team is more encouraged knowing that they're right there every week or discouraged because the bottom line is the wins and loss column? Well, you know, discouragement comes with losing. And and that's what you I mean, you should be just a little bit discouraged, but you go back to the drawing board. And the one thing I can say about this coaching staff, Coach Terry Sims, they go back to that drawing board. They have the ultimate field station. They bring in the whole team. They just don't separate them anymore mm-hmm. since we've had this, this bit of luck here, bad luck or, or, or just losing period. They have brought the whole team into film sessions. They've watched film together, calling each other out and nobody's gotten disgruntled about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about this team, even though you're Owen seven, you're right. We're not playing like an Owen 17. We just haven't got that first W and we got to get over the hump. Uh, I take the Alabama state game, mm-hmm. Alabama state. We went in there, but Alabama state on that day was just a better team because we started slow. We could never get the engine roaring 
and we got wiped out early. And if you get wiped out early in a football game and the team got you, you know, 35 to seven, and you got to play catch up, as you know, that's a hard thing to do. And we've got to stop doing that. We got to stop, as Coach Sims says, shooting ourselves in the foot. It hurts and it hurts bad. And that's what we have done all season long. We have shot ourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Now, Harold, despite the record, uh, this team is sound on both sides of the ball. I must admit, yep. offensively, the Wildcats average over 24 points per game, yep. 367 total yards a game, mm-hmm. which ranks number six in the SWAC. Uh, mm-hmm. But most of your scoring, as you said, you know, it comes in the fourth quarter for some reason. And, of course, the, the slow starts have plagued this team. And you also mentioned the quarterback situation. Is there a resolution on that going forward? Are we going to continue shuffling quarterbacks? Or has, has someone kind of separated himself? From what From what I have seen, and this is what I, as I talk to the coach every week, and I talk to him every week, it seems that the quarterbacks, whoever's playing well, if you notice this past week, uh, Shannon Patrick started the game and Delvin came in the game. He gave us that momentum for just a second. Mistakes came. They switched quarterbacks. Right now, we're playing multiple quarterbacks. We're gonna, I think they're going to stick with a two-game system. You don't know who's going to start week after next, and that could have an effect on a quarterback because, you know, you're preparing to start. All quarterbacks prepared to start. Mm-hmm. I don't know really if that is going to continue. I'll be honest about that. But from what I've seen from seven games and since Delvin Black has been put into it, Delvin gives us that that RPO option that you don't know what's going to happen against uh, Mississippi Valley. He was, he was, he was great. I mean, he, he, I mean, you just didn't know what was going to happen. Then mistakes come and we switch quarterbacks. Shannon may be the better passer Mm -hmm. uh, black being the better runner. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, Black is the team's second leading rusher. So he's definitely Mm -hmm. getting the job done on the ground. Of course, Patrick has a, the better arm from, from what I can see. Now, speaking of the, the run, uh, I see a similar thing in the backfield with just kind of a running back by committee. So mm-hmm. talk about that backfield and who can we expect to see is there one running back? Quayshawn Bird is the energizer bunny. Mm-hmm. Quayshawn uh, makes us go. When we get Quayshawn Bird going early in any football game, I don't care which one it is, if we can get Quayshawn going early, the offensive line is playing up the part. And I got to talk about the offensive line for just a second. When they are making holes for Quayshawn, Quayshawn can bust one at any time. Mm-hmm. And Quayshawn Bird has done a marvelous job uh, for us on offense. When we get the ball to Kamari Everett, who is a beast of a tight end. He's mm-hmm. sick. If you ever saw him, Corey, he is 6'6", but he looks like he's, he towers over everybody, and he's a man among little boys. Mm-hmm. That's the way he'd look, but he's the ultimate weapon. Uh, we used him well in the last game. We ran the fade routes because they had short corners. They ran the fade routes. He was catching it in traffic. Kamari Everett, I think he's second in the swack in receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he's a he's a great weapon. So if we can get Quayshawn going in the run game, the play action will open up for for Kamari Everett and. A lot of good things happen for us when we do that. A mm-hmm. lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Mr. Everett. He's a guy who Jackson State definitely going to be keying in on. A former three star. He mm-hmm. trying 
from Louisville, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned second in the swag, but also fourth in all of FCS in receiving yards. He's at 35 catches, 657 yards. He's at right at 19 yards per catches per catch. So he's mm-hmm. definitely been a spark plug for you guys and, and a positive for that offense. I do want to switch over to the defensive side. You're ranked number 10 in the swag, giving up 38 points per game and 462 yards per game, but you're also giving up 200 yards per game on the ground. And you rank number 12 when it comes to defending the pass, giving up 262 yards per game. So has that defense been something that has handed you guys a little bit this season? Well, when you talk to coach uh, Yogi Jones, you know, he feels that the Jeep, we have not executed extremely well on the defensive end. And that's the bottom line about that. There's no excuse about it. We've missed tackles. Uh, we, we, we've not been in the right place at the right time. You know, I, I'm repeating exactly what the coaches have told me. Mm-hmm. We're not in the right spots. We're not, we have not been there and we've missed tackles. People have busted run. You've seen it. People mm-hmm. have busted runs on us. Uh, we have not done a good job about that. Even though Ontario Johnson, who, mm-hmm. is, uh, who is leading us with 36 tackles, solo tackles, uh, we have a good defense, but it just not as it hasn't showed up in seven games. So I mean, calling it good, it might be a little stretch, but we have not showed up at the right time. They've not held the line at certain times, and we have to be better. We can't allow 566 yards mm-hmm. as we did in the South Carolina State game mm-hmm. to happen because you're going to lose. And, right. I think that they have um I think that they're working on it. I, I know that that Sims every week talks about getting better on the defensive side of the ball. And that's where we have to be better because our offense, we we put up a, a lot of yards. We can we can score points if we have to, but holding the other team is another question. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the defense, I, I know there are some guys who are kind of standing out. You mentioned Ontario Johnson, but from a Jack State standpoint, if, if we're looking at the scouting report, who do you think the Jack, the Jack State coaching staff is looking at on the defensive side for Bethune-Cookman as some guys that they better be prepared for? Ontario Johnson. He's <laughs> everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He is a – they move him around a lot. They put him in different positions. Uh, we blitz a lot. If you If you look at us on film, we're going to blitz, especially if you have a quarterback that can throw against a prayer view. Uh, we were in his face all game mm-hmm. long. Um, and we need to continue to do that. Now, of course, when you blitz and you get burned, then that's another story, too. Mm-hmm. But I think for us, we have to stick to the basics. We have to play stake stick as, as Coach Yogi tells us, you gotta stay in your gap. You gotta be mm-hmm. you gotta be gap perfect. And uh, if we can stay gap perfect and make tackles, we have missed a lot of tackles mm-hmm. and that has hurt us. And I know that we've got to be better, especially going into Jackson state, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's kind of scary because Jackson state is not bad mm-hmm. on offensive either. And I, I want to talk about the later, but I, I, I from what I've saw, uh, we we're going to have our hands full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a tough task ahead going into Jackson. The consensus number one ranked team in HBCU football, mm-hmm. you mentioned it. Top 25 FCS yep. team as well. What would you say has to go right for Bethune to go into Jackson and get an upset? You got to score some points, and mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of tough because Jackson State has a kind of Georgia-type defense. You know, they mm-hmm. only allow 12 points per game. It's kind of hard to get in the end zone against Jackson State. Uh, even though they haven't got one interception, I was watching the right. I, I was listening, I was watching the conference call the other day, and uh, mm-hmm. Coach Prime says, "Yeah, we got the number one defense, but we have no interceptions." That's correct. So 
this it could be a problem for us because sometimes we don't put the ball in the right place. And I'm mm-hmm. being honest about that. We have made those mistakes. We can't afford to make mistakes against Jackson State this weekend. They're too good. I will call it like it is. They're too good to make mistakes on offense and expect a team that holds people to 12 points a game mm-hmm. and win. We we got to score some points, and we got to get the ball in the end zone uh, against Jackson State because um, I think this is going to be the toughest challenge. And I thought, uh, I thought the Mississippi Valley game was tough. I thought really? the Fairview mm-hmm. team was very good on defense, but this by far is going to be the toughest defense we've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I would say so. I'm, I'm biased, but I think that'll be the toughest <laughs> game of defense. And Hey, I, I know you're not going to give them credit, but it's uh, the FAMU defense. I know y'all not looking that far ahead, but that FAMU defense. It, 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 it's not bad. It's not one. bad either. It, it, it's <laughs> second in the league. It's second in the swag. And uh, I think that's too far, but you know, that's too far for head for us. Yeah, right absolutely. Now. Look, look, we've beaten them. I, I, you know, I have to. <laughs> you have to. Listen, Go ahead and say it. <laughs> they haven't beaten us. In, and let me tell you a funny story. This is a funny story real quick. Uh-huh. So my wife and I drove to uh, Jackson. Uh, we were driving to uh, we were driving over there to Mississippi, and mm-hmm. so we stopped in Tallahassee to eat. It was a um, Cracker Barrel uh-huh. up the top of the hill. So we go in. I got on my Wildcat gear, hat, uh-oh, everything, uh-oh, uh-oh. and right in the middle of uh, Rattler Country, uh-huh. they were just you could hear this all over the place. So we're eating breakfast. So the waitress comes over to me, and as we're getting ready to leave, she says, "Oh." You're a wild cat. And I just took my hand and put up nine fingers. <laughs> she said to me, no need to hate. No need to hate. <laughs> hey, that, nothing left to say after that. No, you know, and I, I, think we're, I don't think we're looking that far ahead. We just need to, we need a win, Corey. Mm-hmm. We need a win. Uh, I would love to get it against Jackson State. I know that's something that you probably is like, really? But I would love to get a win over that because that would be a momentum. Mm-hmm builder for us because right now we need some momentum sure. and i think that if we just if we get one we probably can get two mm-hmm. because the season's moving fast and we're seven games in and this is not this is very un, unlike bcu football right right very unlike us you know uh we've lost some tough games and uh we need a win we just mm-hmm. need a win and I, I and knowing coach sims the way i do Mm-hmm. Uh, Sims is not going to lay down. He's not going to let Prime overshadow the fact that he's prime time and Coach Prime is there. He's coming in there to try to beat y'all. Mm-hmm. And believe me, they will have a strategy to try to win the game. So so speak on that. You know, with only a handful of games left for Bethune and, and pretty much out of contention in the East. Mm-hmm. But you guys can play spoiler for <clears throat> you guys can play can play spoiler for several teams left on their schedule who are still in contention. Mm-hmm. So knowing Coach Sims the way you do, how important is it for this final stretch of the season and how, how intent is he on keeping this team hungry and motivated to finish strong and not pack it in? If you know Coach Sims or anybody who knows him, he is not a chump. He is a football coach. And when I tell you he's a football coach, he doesn't – like he says, he doesn't believe in moral victories. That's the one thing he'll tell you. Moral victories don't only count in horseshoes, and I've said that mm-hmm. before. But he is going to coach his team to the end. Mm-hmm. They're the, All of the coaches on this team, they're going to coach to the end. 
in and they're going to try to find a way and they're going to and they're going to find a way to look at they look at every piece of film because I've had I've had the pleasure of going in one or two film sessions and they are trying to find something inside that Jackson State defense they can click on even if it's just dip and dunk all mm-hmm. day long but they're going to try to score and then they're going to try to hold it but I don't mm-hmm. think that, that being discouraged because he's 0 and 7 is not the Terry Sims way that is mm-hmm. not his way He's a football coach. He keeps his team encouraged. Even at 0-7, the players are still going out there and giving 100%. And that's all you can ask for a team, especially in our situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, another incentive for you guys and for for us as well is that the the fact that the game will be televised on the ESPN family of networks. You always want to have a good showing on a broadcast like that for marketing, branding, recruiting purposes and so on. Let's talk about this increase of exposure as of late across the board for HBCU football and how that's impacted or affected Bethune-Cookman. Oh, it it really has now. You know, ESPN is no stranger to coming to Daytona Beach Mm -hmm. and certainly now for HBCUs. And I have to give Coach Primetime his due. He has brought a lot now to HBCUs because there's nobody that's recruited better than he has at any HBCU. I mean, he's getting five stars coming to Jackson State. Unheard of, but they're Mm -hmm. coming. They're four stars. They're coming. Everybody wants to come play for it, and you're live on TV. So anytime you can be on ESPN and your family can see you and other people can see you, what you really do, then that means a lot. And I think it's good for HBCU football. I think it's great. I I hope that it continues, and I hope that the SWAC continues to sign better agreements as they go along because the SWAC agreement with ESPN is great for this year. A lot of games are being seen. Every team is being seen, I believe, as equally as possible. Uh, for Bethune-Cookman, we've been on there uh, at least three times this year. Okay. And I think it's I think it's great for us. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to retool. Uh, and ESPN, uh, being on ESPN, for that kid that says, well, maybe I might not get that scholarship, but I can go play at Bethune-Cookman, mm-hmm. that's good for us. And that's what we're looking for here. We're looking for those great student-athletes that want to play and still be on TV and get an education, graduate, and still do good. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Harold, you know, I really appreciate this. Uh, It's been a pleasure talking to you. Looking forward to the game. Definitely want to wish safe travels to you and the team as you travel to Jackson this upcoming weekend. Before I let you go, I definitely want you to plug any website, social media, anywhere we can find your work or learn more about Bethune Cooking Football. BCU Athletics at at www.bcuathletics.com, on Twitter at BCU Athletics, on Facebook at BCU Athletics. You can follow us. Uh, you can even uh, follow us uh, on um, Instagram at BCU Athletics. So I want people to know that we're here. We're not going anywhere. And hail Wildcats. <laughs> there you go. Again, he is the voice of Bethune-Cookman Sports, none other than the great Harold Ford. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Appreciate you, Corey. Thanks. All right. And that'll do it for episode 198 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. 
downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag Pack the Vet. Hashtag The I Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.